when you're raising children, it's almost like an experiment. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, know, glad. I'm glad that's how it felt for you. And you know, when you have more than one, like you also have, mm-hmm. it's, each child is so different. So what works for one child might not work for another. And we, you know, it's, it's hard not to put them all into the same group. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started here on the Who Is Your Mama podcast. Check out whoisyourmama.com. There you can book your very own legacy interview for your family. That's right. I will interview your family member. Maybe your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, maybe your neighbor, anyone that made that big impact on you in your life. This is a chance for you to capture these conversations, these ideas, these insights from the people in your own life. Go check out, book yourself your very own legacy interview with me, Megan Riley. I am happy to do it. I love the idea of celebrating the amazing people in our lives who make us who we are. Go check it out at whoisyourmama.com. Could you imagine being so good at your job? that your name, actually your nickname, becomes synonymous with an entire profession. I know that sounds crazy, but that is exactly what happened to David Rock. David is better known to most people as D-Rock. Okay, let me explain. Gary Vaynerchuk, is, AKA Gary V, is a well-known businessman, investor, podcaster, New York Times bestselling author, and he's larger than life. He is creating a legacy, which you can clearly see from his 8 million plus followers. For five years, D-Rock has filmed Gary V day in and day out. D-Rock films meetings, press events. He travels the world filming Gary. He creates works of art that are then shared with millions. The reason that this is incredible is that D-Rock wasn't the first person to pick up a camera. He's not the first person to edit, not the first person to create, but he found a way to film, edit, and create like no one has ever done before. And it's common to hear businesses or entrepreneurs say today, that they're looking for a D-Rock. What that means is they're looking for someone to come into their company and film and and capture all sorts of different moments in time. So how does someone take their talents and find a way to capitalize on them in such a huge way? How do I teach my kids to dream like D-Rock does? You can guess where I'm going with this. I wanted to learn from D-Rock's mama. I reached out to D-Rock and his awesome sister, Sarah, via Instagram and got connected with their mama. I had the chance to learn unique lessons from their awesome mom, Deborah. I am proud to present the legendary mama, Deborah Rock, on Who Is Your Mama. Thanks for making the time to talk with me today. I know you because I actually sort of know two of your four awesome children um, through the wonders of social media. I came to know you through your kids, which is fitting, giving our conversation about motherhood today. I love the two of your four kids, David and Sarah, that I follow. They're both always putting so much positivity and encouragement into the world and talking about just all this wonder, you know, wonderful, positive things. They're just major hustlers. And I've always been inspired by them. And then I see them often talking about how much they love their mom and how great you are, which, you know, always strikes a chord with me and I think is a really special thing. And I know they impact even more, of course, than just me, because actually your son, he's actually better known as D-Rock 
and he's known by many, many hundreds of thousands of people. And he is really the right-hand video creator for Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a very well-known businessman. And your son, David, has really paved this incredible road of, you know, showing what the space can be like for a video creator today. And he's really done it like nobody else has. And I think he, you know, definitely impacts so many people with his path and with his encouragement and his positivity. And so I've just, I've been a fan from afar of your family. And so I really feel honored to get to speak with you today. And, you know, I know you and I had a chance to talk a little bit last night, so I've learned a little bit more, but you have four incredible children, um, Jennifer and Bree and David and Sarah, who are thriving adults, happy, you know, they're um, living their life to the fullest. And you also are lucky enough and blessed by six grandchildren. Um, so what a wonderful life. I know that's a very quick synopsis, but um, I just am I'm really so inspired by what I do know. And so I'm really thrilled to get to talk to you. You have raised such wonderful people. And for me to get to learn from a mom like you is such an honor. So I appreciate you taking the time to share more about your family with us. And um, so I just want to thank you and tell you, I think your family's awesome. Even though I haven't actually gotten to meet most of them, I still am I'm a big fan. So you, well done. And thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, Megan, I'm so glad to have this opportunity. And it's amazing that the things that come your way that you can't even imagine. So to hear someone speak of my children, I think that's Every mom's dream that your children are recognized for doing good things. And so thank you for that compliment. Well, absolutely. They have they have made an impact on me for sure. So tell me about your kids as of today. I know that you have four children, but can you tell us a little bit more about each one of your kiddos? Yeah, I have two sets of children, I always say, because I had Jennifer and Bree when I was uh, 19 years old. And... Uh, Jennifer, who had a heart for children and always wanted a big family, went into the field of a special ed teacher in the beginning. Then she was administration to special ed, and now she supports administration for special needs kids. So she has fulfilled her dream of having so many children, not all hers, but her heart was uh, definitely satisfied in the location that she got to live, live with. Three who I, I always say was an entrepreneur um, at heart because at a young age, he was always making jobs up and working for people and just finding ways to make money. And then she put that into her life as she grew up and now she's a personal trainer. She works uh, at a gymnastics school and she's a home health caregiver and she just does a million different jobs. And I think one of her loves is uh, decorating homes. So my husband, who's a construction worker, they work together in interiors in of homes. Yeah, that's great. So that, that set of children. And then we have Sarah. Uh, Sarah, who always was creative, and I think she had that opportunity to have freedom in her creativity being homeschooled. Now tries to encourage people to work from home as a, a work from home mother, you know, she's a young mother being, trying to uh, build her own business up. But she also works part-time out of the home for a dental education course. 
and social media. And then we have David, otherwise known as D-Rock, <laughs> who, um, he travels the world filming Gary V and encourages others to do, follow their dreams and, and do what they were created to be. So that's my four children. That's your four children. That is so great. That is um, all of them just in their own right to basically, I feel like all have found the, their path that they love and that they're they're happy with, which as a parent, I just, there's just nothing else I want more for my kids um, than having them feel like, I think you mentioned like Jennifer's fulfilling her dreams. Like, I just can't imagine anything better for a parent to know that about their kids, that they're fulfilled in what they're doing. Now, what was the gap between Bree and Sarah then? Like, how long was that between your... That was, we were 13 years. Okay. So, you know, I was a single mom with Jennifer and Bree. And then I remarried and uh, had Sarah and David. Okay. And what's so fascinating really about David, it's just so funny because I just only know him as D-Rock. But what's amazing to me about him is that he is so inspiring and he has, he's become his own noun, which is crazy. Like in the business world, you will hear people say, I'm looking for a D-Rock. Or, um, you know, I, I've seen my business grow because I found my own D-Rock. And he has really paved this path that, like, nobody else has before him, which I think is incredible, of course. Um, but he has become his own his own noun, which I would think as a parent is really wild to hear your son referred to in that way. He, I mean, he's become a legend in the video creating world. And he's just, with that, though, what I think is so special about him is that he doesn't just do the, you know, the video creating. He also finds a way to inspire others through it. And he like shares his passion for it and shares inspiration and, and just so much of what got him where he is today. I feel like he pays it forward by sharing so much of that with other people, which is really unique. And of course, in my mind, I go back to how was he raised? How did that happen? How did, you know, how did this come about? Um, so kudos to you for, for raising such awesome kids and who are, you know, living their dream every day. I just think that's really inspiring. Can you tell me a little bit more? Um, I think, you know, cause we got to chat a little bit last night, you mentioned that specifically David had some health issues early on, um, which I just always think of as so impactful as a parent, you know, there's nothing more you care about than the health of your child. So what was that like in the early days with, with D-Rock? Well, it truly was uh, an experience to uh, give birth to a, a child that had a cleft palate. I wasn't even aware of what that was. Um, he was a home birth, so it made it much easier because we were able to uh, just be alone and with that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he just amazed me of the obstacles that he had to face because it wasn't only the cleft palate, there were other things involved. And he just had this spirit of joy and laughter. And and all I can remember it was him just giggling over everything. And so he just made life so much easier to go through uh, some hard times. I mean, truly to see him like, cause I'm just thinking, I'm putting my mom hat on and thinking like, oh, my baby is hurt or sick or there's, you know, we have to go to the doctor to see the laughter or the joy in him, I think would give you so much peace as the mom. Um, so that sounds like it was just a natural thing for him. So even as a young child, innately, he had this happiness and joy in him. And just whatever life brings, let's just go do it. It has to be done and let's do what we have to do. And 
and he just made it much easier uh, to do all the all the things that we had to go through. That's really interesting. Yeah. You mentioned about him. um, We were talking earlier. You said something about him making when he was in the hospital, he made something. Oh, so, you know, he's in the hospital since he's three months old, but around eight years old, we had to go back for another surgery. And we're in the arts and craft room, you know, spending some time there. And he made a board game of like Clue. It had the same idea as Clue. But he made it a hospital and he had all the rooms in the hospital, operating room, waiting room. And then he made all the pieces, doctors and nurses. And we, we actually got to play the game while we were waiting. And then when the nurses and doctors saw it, they were just like blown away with it. They said, we should package this and make this a game. This is great. You know, so he just amazes me what he does with his time, too. It's like he's always thinking, being creative. And he just inspired me. When I, you know, I'm going through life, but it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. In awe of your own child, which it's interesting because I, I feel like there sounds like so much of who he is today was in him as a little boy, you know, and, and that's interesting to me. I feel like as a parent, you think, okay, like look at your kids as they are today. They're showing you who they are, you know, and, you know, to, to hear that is just interesting to me because that's so, he's so creative today and he works so hard, but he loves what he does and he do- does it so joyfully. And it sounds like that was the experience from day one that you had with him, which is really special. So as you were raising your family, your parenting style, were you firm? Were you laid back? What kind of household were you in that way? What was your parenting style? Well, raising Jennifer and Bree, because I was a single mom, I, and I was young. I was 19 as a mother and I had the freestyle. Anything goes. Let's see what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, we would ride our bikes around at nighttime. And we just did things off the cuff. And and that worked good for a while, I think, because it fit my personality. But I don't think it was a way to raise children. So um, after a while, my life came. And I started homeschooling. And I would say a lot of things changed along with homeschooling. Rules were implemented. My discipline habits changed. And I was more structured and more demanding. So I went from easygoing to having a lot of rules and then working that out and trying to find a happy medium between the two. When you're raising children, it's almost like an experiment. (laughs) Good. I'm glad glad that's how it felt for you. And you know, when you have more than one, like you also have, Mm -hmm. each child is so different. So what works for one child might not work for another. And we, you know, it's hard not to put them all into the same group. Right. Well, it sounds, it's interesting because you had that gap and really, it sounds like kind of maybe, would you say, grew up with your kids you know, and then had kind of two different experiences. So you were a laid back parent and then you also had more structure with your second and third or your third and fourth children, which is interesting too, to think they all are so happy today and they're all fulfilled and they all are contributing to the world in such a positive way. And to think they were really kind of raised differently. Is that fair to say? Yeah. When I, when I look how they grew up, it amazes me because I said, Grace is definitely involved here because, yes, I might have had something to do with it, but it's so unique to see how the decisions they made formed who they became with 
with having different backgrounds growing up, you know. Yeah. Yes, we do have an influence on our children, and it's very important what we put in. And I, I would say love is really important. But it's amazing with how they make their choices and who they become. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so as you are raising your kids, you were homeschooling became a very important part of your life. So when you were raising your kids, what what kind of things were important to you? Like what what did you and your family, you and Dave, focus on with your kids? What were you trying to instill in them? Well, I have to say, homeschooling consumed my life. It was who we were, and so having the opportunity of being home with our children, I didn't know what that was going to look like. But it was really so fulfilling to me because I got to learn so much myself from homeschooling, not only the academic part, but it was important to me to have children that were respectful and had good character quality. So I think we spent a great deal on character qualities and the academics was kind of like thrown into the air and hoping that it would come back down and fall on them. Mm -hmm. But, um, so we had many opportunities and freedoms to do what we like to do and follow their interests and find out what they like in life. And then my husband, who's in construction, he made sure that he trained them in a trade that he knew well. And they got the opportunity to learn how to put down wood floors and build a wall and, and do things like that. So it was interesting. Yeah, that's so, so unique, but it's also so true to who you are, you know, and I think that's what I'm hearing is that you loved homeschooling. And so you leaned into that. And then so much of it was natural for you. you know, the, the decisions you guys made, like having Dave, you know, work with them, you know, and what he knew, it exposes your kids to so much too, which is a special thing. Yeah, I, I really loved homeschooling. I wouldn't say that the kids were on board and said it was the best thing in their lives mm-hmm. while we were going through it. They had to really accept that they that were doing something different and then adjust. So I'm sure they had some struggles during homeschool, but now when we talk about it, we laugh about the things we did and how much they learned and what they, they got from it. So I think as parents too, when we're, we're influencing our children on things that we like and, and want to share with them, that's good, but we also have to be open to see what challenges they're meeting, but what we're, you know, like, what we're putting on them. So right. I had the, had that opportunity because I spent so much time with them try to work these things out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you did have, you know, you would have all day with them so that you, you know, you really were, I would think at a certain point, you know, I feel sometimes rushed, you know, just because I don't have as much that I don't have that kind of time with them. So I feel like a, one of the great things you know, and everybody has their own path. But one of the great things about it is the amount of time that you did have with your kids allowed you all to kind of do lots of different things and experiment in different ways and expose your kids to different things, it sounds like. Yeah, we did. Um, my husband would make a joke. He'd say, you're homeschooled, but you're never home. <laughs> I always you're found a way to get, get out and do something. And um, so I think that's one of the things that they liked the most, too, is like we had some freedom to do things that other kids weren't doing. And we did a lot of volunteering. I don't know if you want to talk mm-hmm. about this sure. now. Um, when we volunteered for the, in the senior home, David and Sarah really didn't have grandparents for a long time. They passed away pretty young. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be unique if they would um, meet other seniors and, and 
build a rapport with them. So we were again blessed when we went to the senior home. She kind of said, oh, it's the three of you. Whatever you do, it's okay, you know. If So we got the freedom to interact on our own level. So, like, David would go in. He found some gentlemen that liked to play chess or play cards. Sarah would go talk to some of the women and write some stories and do things which they wanted to do. And we did that for about six years. So I think we really got to know some people and, and I think they learned a lot from that. Again, not while they were doing it necessarily all the time, but Mm -hmm. when they look back, it's so cool to me. And I just keep thinking like, man, you're such a good mom, like such a smart thing, because, you know, having a grandparent or having, you know, that exposure to, you know, the older generation is so unique and so special. And, to, you know, knowing your kids weren't going to have that, you found a way to give them that opportunity. Like, I just feel like sometimes it's easy or I, and I'm speaking for myself, like sometimes I feel like I can get into this, the routines or habits of kind of doing whatever is, I don't know, just more typical or not really thinking outside the box. And I feel like I keep hearing things that you chose to do that really was you thinking outside of the box and you trying to expose your kids to so many different things, which I'm curious for you, Making the decision to homeschool, was that something that was scary to you? Was it hard? Was it an easy decision? Like that's, that's quite a different, you know, there's a, that's a totally different lifestyle than not homeschooling. So how did you have the, I guess, the guts to, to take that leap and see what happened? Well, I guess you would have to say it's my personality. It can be something that's really good at times and sometimes it can be bad. I don't think things through all the way through. I just (laughs) jump in and say, let's see how this works. Mm -hmm. So um, when I jumped in, I jumped in all the way because I went from uh, being carefree and easygoing to homeschooling, church going, home birth, Mm -hmm. not vaccinating my children, anything that was unusual, I think I went for. Okay. And I just kept getting deeper and deeper into that lifestyle, not knowing anything about any of it, not even hearing about these things. So, um, and that, that's about 30 years ago. Yeah, so interesting. So you were so, just, oh, I mean, and I feel like there's so much, um, you're your own trailblazer of just like, I'm. this is how we're going to do it. And I, I love that. And I feel like that's honoring yourself and then also allows you to be, helping your kids grow and and exposing them to lots of different things and more than anything, showing them that you're willing to try stuff, which I think is really admirable to do for your kids. And I think it was important not to judge others who weren't doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. like not to put down people who choose to go to a nine to five job or who choose to go to school because we're also created differently. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is trying to find out who you are is so important. I think I skipped a step of finding out who I was by understanding myself, but by doing. So I think that's yeah. the kind of person I'm more like, let's do this and see if, it, if this is who I am. You know, this is who I am. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I think my school of thought is like, I'm a doer. And if it works, fine. If it doesn't, we'll do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see that in your kids today too, which is, is cool. Cause that's, they're certainly doers. The ones that I know are very much doers. 
There is nothing better than learning from these brilliant moms. Please come back for our next episode as we continue the parenting conversation, learn insights from moms who have been there and done that.